0: morning happy birthday to you i won't do the lot i know people have told me before yes <laughs> stop singing <laughs> happy
1: birthday Alan. thank you very much thank you very much
0: please tell us what your balloon says behind you
1: oh in case you can't read it some friends of mine at the weekend uh did a, a little uh, socially distanced barbecue for me and the top balloon says happy 60th minus two you can tell that comes from a banker, can't you? Playing with the figures. Why don't you just put fifty eight on there? going to save some ink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I didn't
1: you. object. I didn't object because it was nice of them to, you know, get those balloons to put the banners up and to make me a nice strawberry cake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, lots of cake, hopefully. I must admit, uh, it has been weird having birthdays in lockdown. It just it's just I don't yeah. know. I suppose there's no
1: pressure. Right. To have a party. Or
0: well, it's,
1: it. it's my. I suppose it's a first, really. It's it's my first ever COVID nineteen birthday, and I have to be very careful not to say, and hopefully, um, not my last, because I don't want it to be my last birthday, but I just want it to be my last COVID. So uh, anyway, let's let's get on to what we're talking about, which is objections. No. Oh, isn't it? Okay, perhaps I got that wrong. What specifically do you mean by no? Oh, <laughs> so saw so what you did there. Um, look, let, let's face it, uh, objections are an everyday part of any salesperson's life, recruiters, you know, in particular, we face objections every single day and some recruiters are very good at dealing with them. Some recruiters are very good at preempting them. So I think it's good to actually have some form of structure, a formula that works so that you can deal with these confidently. So, what do you want to kick off with?
0: Well, I think, well, first and foremost, having a formula is brilliant. I love a structure, I love a process, I love a checklist, anything that's going to help me to get through anything. Um, And I would say, I mean, I've been using this, this formula for decades, can actually say that, and I know it works. I would say eight or nine times out of 10, there's always going to be that really obstructive person, whether it's my candidate, even colleague, they all throw objections at you then uh, yeah you're not going to necessarily win them all and i think that's the mindset first and foremost i'm going into a 90% of these yeah the 1% is not going uh, sorry the 10% is not going to be down to me
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i have to let it go <laughs>
1: I and mean, I know that as trainers, and we can say we've been training for decades, in fact, combined, we've probably been training for 50 years. Oh, my God. And that's I've just realised,
0: sorry, we're live on LinkedIn as well, and the people on LinkedIn, we come up on Alex's feed, and last week it was like, who are these guys? Someone in America was, who are these guys? Yeah. So if you are there on LinkedIn, nice to see you. We're at last Crips Clark, if you don't know us already. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 55 years that's of great. training in the recruitment industry i'm doing that
1: because it's yeah. totally wrong moment. and the thing is uh, objections really haven't changed a great deal over the years so why would the formula need to change and and as trainers we get asked for yeah but what would you say here and it's almost as if recruiters are after that silver bullet and there isn't one silver bullet that will work every single time in every single industry sector for every personality that's out there so that's-
0: the key for me, the personality, because it has to sound credible. It has to sound sincere when, when you answer the objection. So if you're saying someone else's words and it's not what you would normally say, it falls flat straight away. So, yeah, we, we give you some examples today. We'll give you some help. But you have to think about it for yourself. Is that something I would
1: say? Yeah, absolutely. And I think so. The first part of the structure that Angela uses is something called uh, listen which we all know listen is an anagram of silent We all know that you don't learn anything by talking so mm-hmm. you have to listen to a what they're saying B how they're saying it because the tone can actually give you a bit of a clue as to is this sincere are they angry are they trying to fob you off get you off the phone uh, listen for what isn't being said because so many clients when they object to you, They'll give you that one liner. And Andrew and I have talked about surface level information before somebody says, oh, you know, we don't use agencies. Well, there's so much that they're not telling you. Well, what do they use? How do they go about recruiting? Um, And I also think when you listen, you listen with the intent to understand, not to just straight away come back with an answer. So you listen so that you can understand through uh, questioning. And also leave a little pause at the end of their objection
0: that's the key for me even one or two seconds two seconds is quite long if you're face to face with someone there you go (laughs) or if you're on the telephone that's quite a chunk isn't it people are like "Oh, what's going on but the likelihood is there's not one objection (laughs) because like if we took that example that Alan just said yeah we're not recruiting well or we don't use agencies And even if we did, we wouldn't use you because we've had a bad experience with your agency before, and our HR does it instead. Okay, there's five straight away that could all link together. So give a pause, give a gap, listen to what they're saying, let them finish, don't dive in. Because unfortunately, as soon as you hear that objection, your body is reacting. It's it's natural. So you've either got the fight, flight, or even freeze where you go, uh, what do I say now? So we need to be prepared for the objection. You know they're going to come. Alan, Alan talked earlier um, on another one about get, going out and getting no's on your call. Okay. So go out and get 20 no's. So you know you're going to get a no, no, and an objection coming through. So the fact that the likelihood it's there if you know they use another agency, because that's how you've got the information, it might be that you've got a PSL, uh, yeah. you know that, then use that. So what could you say as, a, as an opener, then, for a predictive objection? You know it's coming.
1: I think Well, there's there's two things I want to mention. First of all, on the predictive objection handling, if you said something along the lines of, uh you know do your introduction and say you know i understand that you have a, a preferred supplies list in place the reason for the call today is and then you can go into however you want to open up the call so they can't turn around and say oh, we've got a psl because you've already told them that you know that and, and i think also with with the listening aspect we said about listening to the words and what they're not saying uh and, and don't interrupt and all of that sort of thing but it's also listen to whereabouts in the conversation are they getting. Because if I said, Morning, 7 Clark recruiting gym, and they go, Oh, bloody hell, not another trainer trying to pitch me online courses. So, you know, are they objecting how subtle was that? Are they objecting to you personally? No. They're rejecting you as what you stand for. And the same with recruiters. If 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 you do your introduction, say I'm a recruiter, straight away they put you into the same mould as all the other recruiters that have perhaps called them that morning. So listen out for whereabouts in the conversation they're objective because that could be a really big clue you might have actually invited it um and i think that's why it's important to acknowledge it you know and we don't we don't agree with them we acknowledge it so if a client says whoa you're too expensive you don't say yeah you're right in fact we are probably one of the most expensive ones out there let's let's
0: switch that to I appreciate cost is really important to you. I totally understand that. Gosh, at the moment, everyone needs to make sure they're getting value for money from their suppliers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I hear what you're saying. Some people on the phone, it does make me laugh when they say, I I see where you're coming from. But that's
0: me. I'm a visual. So we're getting into NLP now. You're going to say, I see if you're visual or I hear you if you're you're auditory. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and that's why we talk about to acknowledge it. And I know some of you will probably maybe roll your eyes at this one. But the feel felt found. And people go, oh, yeah, I know that one. That's just to help you to remember how to structure your response. You don't actually have to use those words. So when we say, I understand how you feel, that's the empathy side of it. Other people have felt the same way, so you're not alone, but this is what they found. In other words, they came out the other side and there was a solution there.
0: Ah, can I just stop you there, Alan? Thank you for dropping that in there, the uh, the dreaded word when handling an objection. We can't say but. <laughs> or however, just a fancy but. <laughs> because if you say, I appreciate, I understand, I find oh, you where you're coming ready. from, but... Uh, I mean, it was very quiet. I know you slipped it in there on purpose <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that I picked up on it. But, but there you go. You're now negating what you just said. So no right. buts or however's, guys, when you're handling objections.
1: Live coaching, live coaching, right there. And we hadn't even planned that. Hold on, let me just make a note.
0: <laughs> there Pick up from there. So, it, so yes. Again. Acknowledge what they're saying. Should we do a couple of acknowledgements then, just so people have got got the idea of
1: this? I'm going to, yeah. 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 I appreciate that you might have found agencies expensive in the past. In fact, some of my existing clients that I work with had similar thoughts to yourself. Uh, In fact, they're now working with us on a retained basis because they know the value and the high quality of individuals that can be sourced, particularly from the passive marketplace.
0: Nice structure of
1: field.
0: (laughs) No buts, no howevers. Go on then, chuck us an objection.
1: Um, And we haven't planned
0: this, so I don't know what he's going to say.
1: Oh, okay then Um, I find people myself.
0: That's really impressive, actually. Certainly um, in this situation at the moment where everything is so busy, if you are working, to be able to actually do the recruitment as well. I'm really impressed with that. Because yeah. Yeah. I am. If they can do their job and do the recruitment, we know how hard it is. Then acknowledge yeah. that. Give them a bit of praise. Make them feel good about themselves.
1: And I think the, the key here is to be able to control the conversation. And when we were talking about gatekeepers before, I would have given you a little tipette that would have said, always put a question or an instruction on the end so with a client don't just answer the objection you then need to check to make sure if it's if it's understood if there's any more you know are they using one as angela's already mentioned as a disguise for others you know when they say oh you know we're going to advertise this position myself well okay ask me some questions about that what would you say if i said we're, we're going to advertise this role ourselves
0: so Tracy's picked up on that exactly right. That's the next stage of the uh, process. So we've got listen, acknowledge, and as Anna just said, you go straight into a question. The key problem with how are you finding that? Yeah. Um, it seems like an open question, but the likelihood is the client will go fine. Yeah. They just close it down straight away. So instead of um, how are you finding that, we need to make sure it's a really open que-
1: question. And i also think to demonstrate our listening and i'm a great believer in repeating their words back to them because if they said oh look you know we're already happy with you know the three agencies that, that we work with now they've said happy in three agencies well okay how easy do you find it working with three separate agencies so i've just put in another word three separate agencies you know they might not specialize okay and how many of those three agencies that you work with Specialize, you know, what methods of recruitment do they actually use for you? How do they go about attracting the top achieving passive marketplace? What How challenges do, they... do you find? Sorry,
0: with, what challenges do you find utilizing yes. three separate agencies? There's key words here in the question. Sorry, Alan, there. I dived That's in. So I'm, watching, I'm watching the time because we could talk about this all day. <laughs> so we've got the listen, acknowledge. Ask the question and, and get it as open as possible. So what issues, what problems, what worries, what concerns, what challenges, how successful, how satisfied are you? Yep. So gathering lots of information to find out, is this a real objection or not? Or were they just popping you off? Because if they've got great answers, it was real. They can't come up with any answers. The likelihood is they were just throwing them out there to try yep. and get rid of you.
1: And this also comes back to something else we've talked about, and that was icebergs. Because, you know, what they're giving you is surface level information. There's so much stuff below the surface that we need to get out in the open. If you don't get it out in the open, you're going to be fighting against a hidden objection. You've got to get that out in the open and deal with it. So ask all of those questions. Then you can start to select the relevant parts of your service, you know, not feature dump but actually sell what is relevant. And and I know I've got a, a webinar at one o'clock today and I'll be talking to you about, uh, more, more so about retainers, but some of the basics in sales and some of the basics in sales will hopefully preempt a lot of the objections because we sometimes get objected to when all we do is feature dump. We're not presenting the facts in the best possible light.
0: And remember here, we might have got this objection right at the beginning of the call. That's when you tend to get it. You open up and they go, oh, let me just stop you there (laughs) and throw it out. You don't know whether this is the right client that you want to work with if you haven't worked with them before. And therefore saying, I can do this, I can do that, I can do the other. Well, no, you you might not want to work with them. So what's key here is reassure them that you understand. So what you're telling me is that you have three agencies, you've worked with the party. you've had challenges with this, it causes this problems having these, they're not specialists in their area. You're picking up all those little chinks in the armour yeah. to try and get in and find out, well, where's the issue? Where could I potentially help? And then it is a potential, it's a hypothetical, it's a what if yeah. an agency, just one, could supply you with all the people that you needed, when you needed them, within your budget. So it's yeah. a get out of jail free card, that one. Yeah. You can now move forwards
1: yeah and you know i don't know how many of you are in a position whereby you can promote or sell retainers but um i get it with objections when somebody might say to well why should i pay up front you know and and just when somebody tells you that why should i pay up front that says to me in my little head that they're focusing on one thing the method of payment they're not Mm -hmm. bought to the value that you add by way of your retained search methodology. Why should I pay upfront? You know, we've all paid for stuff upfront. And you also get, not so much on retainers, but you get those people and recruiters have said this to me Alan, how do you deal with this? When you pick up the phone and they say, Right, you're a recruiter, work me at 10% or forget about taking this call any further. You know, and you think, Oh, you know, how do I battle against that? Well, you have to ask questions. It comes back to what you know. Tracy says, "Well, okay. Well, look. First of all, I, I'd need to understand exactly what that ten percent is doing for you right now. So, investigate the objection. Use their words. Listen. Acknowledge. Ask the questions." present back your solution, close it off. Are you now happy to work with us, Mr. Client, at 33%?
0: (laughs) Wouldn't that be lovely? Or even are you now happy to carry on the conversation? For me, objection handling is about being able to carry on the conversation, not having that fight or flight where you go, all right, I'll call you back next month. Away you go, running away. Or you come back, we're going, well, what's that 10%? And attacking straight away. We've got to acknowledge it, first of all. Or the freeze where you just get stuck and you don't know what to say anyway. So... Objection handling is a big topic. It's part of the uh, the BD zone, so uh, that that's uh, in there with masses of information. But this afternoon, Alan will be doing. Uh selling retainers and
1: therefore dealing with the objections that come with that. so he's giving you one example well not the objections this afternoon no it's just going to be the art form of selling retainers it's going to be understanding some of the real key basics that will help you in sales in general but also a precursor to the retainer session obviously i don't want to give too much away for free
0: <laughs> because what's coming up next month
1: oh i don't know what's coming up next month 5th of
0: july 5th of july You've know. actually got the whole course of uh, The Art of Selling Retainers starting. It's, busy-
1: the, it's the 6th. the Oh, right. Oh, okay. I nearly got there. Six of July, 6-week intense retainer training program with moi, uh, 38 instructional videos, webinars galore, and, of course, me coaching throughout. You've got access to me for six weeks. You poor souls. Uh, <laughs>
0: Throughout the summer, fantastic. Okay, as we say, it's a big topic this one. So apologies, we've gone on a couple yes, of minutes sorry. there. Uh, the links in there for this afternoon for the half-hour webinar on the uh, selling retainers, and uh, we will see you Friday afternoon, four fifteen. This yes. week, it's top trumps.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm going to get prepared for my webinar by sucking the helium out of that balloon.
0: <laughs> Have a great day, everyone.
1: See you all. Bye.
0: Bye.